Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast with Renee, Nicole, and Bridget. Today, we invite you to be our royal guest for a full-on Princess Palooza. So slip on your favorite glass slippers and hop into your pumpkin carriage for a fun show of all things princess. Hey, ladies, how are you doing today? I'm excited about this episode. We all have girls in our lives. So girls. I mean, yeah. for me, yeah. like 10,000% princess. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And we just figured it'd be a great thing. We One of the questions we get asked a lot is, where can we see princesses? What can we do? We want to maximize the princess experience. So we are covering all things princess today from meet and greets, rides, shows, parades, princess dining, makeovers, the whole nine. We're going to, we're going to make sure that you are dressed and too impressed and getting to hug all those princesses and all those amazing photo opportunities too today. And I love that we're including both complimentary options. So like a meet and greet where you just walk up or wait in line. And we're also going to be including some um, really fun princess dining that you do have to pay a little bit additional for, but we've got something for everyone. All right. Well, let's start with meet and greets. What do you guys think? Do you love Princess Fairy Tale Hall in Magic Kingdom? Because I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about that is that for whatever reason I have found, and I hope someone doesn't say like, I just went and this is wrong. I found whatever the wait times are for that. They're typically shorter that yeah. we get through. We get through pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. I would always say like, don't be discouraged if you, if it says that it's a longer wait, they tend to move you through really quickly. Also, you can see Cinderella's glass slipper while you're waiting for yes. Cinderella. Yes. My daughter's favorite princess is Tiana. And so we absolutely love the option to meet Tiana. Yep. So Tiana and Cinderella are the staples there. And then they have visiting princesses as well. Well, So you can see a plethora. See, that's nice. I've only ever seen Cinderella and Elena of Avalor. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Elena. We've Mm -hmm. done, we've seen uh, Rapunzel. Um, in there and Snow White. One of our daughter's very first trips when she was super tiny, uh, we have p- uh, pictures with um, Cinderella and then Rapunzel and Snow White all there at Princess Fairy Tale Hall. My favorite spot, though, to actually meet the princesses is not Magic Kingdom. I mm-hmm. love going to Epcot. Yeah. Um, and I feel like so many people sort of write off Epcot. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, if you're looking to meet princesses, Epcot is the place to do it. And I love walking around the World Showcase and finding them. Yes, absolutely. I think if you are a princess fan, Epcot is a, an absolute must do. Of course, it's the only place you can meet Anna and Elsa in Norway. And so that's a really big deal. And that's a really great meet and greet. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to meet princesses, Epcot is definitely uh, where it's at. You know what I love about the Anna and Elsa meet and greet is that now that Frozen 2 is out, you're oh. meeting Queen Anna and Queen mm-hmm. Elsa. And they're, they're, because clearly I'm into their fashion, but I love their dresses. Yeah. They're extra royal. I love Belle's dress. She's not in the big yellow gown. She is in her walking around in her beautiful French um, countryside dress, the blue and white. And I love, I love that one. I always like that they have them specific to where their story is. Yeah. So 
you know, getting to meet Snow White in Germany, you know, Jasmine in Morocco, mm-hmm. Mulan in China. I think it's really cool because it's also a learning opportunity for the kids because yeah. they watch the movies, but then they're kind of in surrounding in this area where their their story takes place, which is also kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Jasmine's meet and greet is one of my favorites. I just yep. love, you know, I feel like you're in one of those hidden little nooks in Morocco. Um, and I just love also it gets you out of the sun. Some of the other ones they're meeting right outside. Yeah. Um, not on an Elsa, but like the, the bells, the auroras you're outside, but Jasmine, you have like a quick indoor Mm -hmm. queue and we've been there where Aladdin's been with her or the genie has been with her. So sometimes she has some of her friends with her as well. Mm -hmm. It's so funny to see the progression of like, we always talk about, you know, kids and, and princesses and our daughters or sons and stuff like that who are really into these stories. Yeah. My daughter to this day, she is 23 and now she will go to France to get her gray goose slushy. But I'll tell you what, if Aurora is there, she's stopping, she's getting a picture and she's getting an autograph. Like it does not matter how old she's gotten. Yeah. That's still to this day. It's always been her favorite princess and her favorite meet and greet. And like, it's the check mark to every trip for her. So I it's think been, it's, those little memories are cool. I think it's been interesting to watch our kids grow a little bit because our daughter used to do all the meet and greets and things like that. Now, so what we were talking about the Morocco Jasmine meet and greet, you can get henna outside of where you leave to um, when you exit the Jasmine um, meet and greet opportunity. And so when my daughter, she likes to get henna. And so when she gets her henna done, she likes to watch the little ones come out. And she's like, oh my gosh. They're so cute. They just met Jasmine. And so she's equally as excited just to people watch while she's getting her her other thing done. But she also appreciates it a little bit more from the distance. But yeah, you just watch them grow. I can't wait till she's your daughter's age. Maybe she'll want to go back. (laughs) I'm sure she will. (laughs) You'll be you'll be dizzying for life. I love it. (laughs) You know, I always think that my daughter, she's 11, is out of the princess phase. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Disney and she desperately wants to meet the princesses. Of course, she clams up and like doesn't say anything. Yeah. And what I love is that even if your child is shy, that princess will talk to you about all of her friends, mm-hmm. all of her animal friends, all about her day and just tell you the most wonderful story. So your kids can just stand there and look up in amazement and you don't need to even say a word and they will just have like minutes long conversation about their day. Yeah. So it's it's such a great experience. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time we took Brandon, he was probably like two, maybe just two. And he was infatuated with Ariel, mm-hmm. like didn't want to say anything to her. He cared about Pluto, Mickey. And then he met Ariel and he was just like, you know, she's in her clamshell and he's just, he stood there and didn't say a word. And then like, next thing you know, she's like, got him up next to her and they're talking about flounder and, you know, like he was so into it. And I just remember that I thought, well, that might not be something he really wants to, you know, see because he just yeah. knew the classic Fab Five, but it, it made the trip. Like it was one of some of my favorite photos from that picture or from that trip. He doesn't remember them. He only sees the picture, but I just remember it being such a sweet moment. So mm-hmm. those meet and greets are, are such a special thing. And, you know, there's going to be some um, new experiences coming as well to the parks. And, um, you know, we got to mention Hollywood Studios also has a, um, the new Ariel, the live, the action. New live action Ariel, um, the meet and greet for her at the animation courtyard. And then you can also meet Moana over at Animal Kingdom at the mm-hmm. character landing on mm-hmm. Discovery. Um, 
island as well. So, you know, there's, there's such special moments and, and memories. And I always think like, ever since you told us about the, the wishes book inside Pinocchio's restaurant, like I just, this kind of type, like, honestly, like you could pair so many of these things together and just create kind of a storybook trip, which is really cool. So Mm -hmm. meet and greets are our special part of that. Absolutely. Well, what about rides? If we hop back to Epcot from Hollywood and Animal Kingdom, Frozen Ever After, I absolutely love that ride. I know a lot of people remember it for what it was before Frozen Ever After, but I love that ride. I really do. I love singing my brains out in that and embarrassing my family. Like the full arms, the whole, like every picture I am letting it go. And it just, they are all dying. Whether we have like four of us, 13 of us, I'm, I'm the one to make the whole boat sing along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First, it's a solid ride. Like the ride itself, it's a good ride. Um, But when you're, you know, when you're leaving on it, on a whoops when you're leaving Elsa's ice castle and it's all lighting up just Mm -hmm. like it in the movie it's there's something so wonderful about that Mm -hmm. but on a hot day if we go over to magic kingdom (laughs) i love under the sea journey of little mermaid there is nothing like sitting down in that clamshell leaning backwards going down into the sea and feeling that air conditioning hit you. And it's the same at Disneyland. Definitely. They still have that ride over there. Disneyland as well in uh, California adventure park. But um, I love that ride. It's the most relaxing air conditioned experience in the parks. I like when you go through and all they're doing under the sea, yeah, all yeah. The, the fish and it's all like bioluminescent and yeah. the black lights and everything. Like that one's just so cute. I think there's so much detail to it. And you're right. That AC, I don't know what magic that is in that one, but it's the best AC yep. next to the the Philharmonic. Oh, Philharmonic, yeah. <laughs> it's another good one. But yeah, I love that one. I think that one's cool. And then one that most people don't think is a princess ride would be the magic carpets. Mm. Like I, I've, that's so much, you know, a whole new world and it's a great way to kind of see Adventureland. Sometimes you can spot people walking around, which is always cool. Um, but I love that one. There's typically a meet and greet with Aladdin and Jasmine over there too. Mm -hmm. So if you're still on the hunt for some characters, um, you know, the magic carpets rarely ever has a wait. Yeah. Um, you know, I like it because the spitting camels are right there. So <laughs> it's a good spot to cool off if you just need like a quick little uh, spurt to keep you going. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, just, you know, grab your Dole Whip right there and then yeah. go wait in line and meet Jasmine and Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, we have to mention Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, our Snow White featured ride. Um it's a good roller coaster, an excellent beginner coaster for our little ones that are just now getting into it. It is a little shorter, um, but it's a solid beginner roller coaster. And then the little scene at the end of them dancing in the cottage with Snow White and then the evil queen on the outside. I love that. Yeah. Like how you can sway back and forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can make it more intense. <laughs> and I like that even though there's drops, they're like, dippy drops like they're not you know something so scary for kids like you said it's a great beginner coaster it's great for families um Mm -hmm. and the theming is really cool as you're going through the queue too i think it's there's a reason it's a long wait it's a great one to do Mm -hmm. beginning of the day Mm -hmm. um but 
it's also really cool at night when the fireworks are going too. Because yeah. in that area, it's a great place to see the backside of the castle and the fireworks too. So sticking in that area, one of my favorite princess experiences, you know, it's not just the attractions, they have other experiences too, mm-hmm. is Enchanted Tales with Belle. Yeah. So if you have any Beauty and the Beast fans, this is such an intimate, interactive experience where you start off in Maurice's cottage, and then you're looking through the magic mirror, and then you're magically transported to the Beast library where Belle Mm -hmm. comes out, and the entire audience is now recreating the night that Belle and Beast fell in love. And what I love is all the kids get to be actors, even if it's a small part, if they're part of the silverware or they're the leading actor as the Beast. Mm-hmm. And then you have that beautiful picture with Belle in front of the fireplace with Lumiere in her yellow ball gown. And it's just you hanging out with Belle in this small room, also air conditioned yes. for like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my favorite, like intimate princess experience. I love a good show. I really do. I like Broadway. I love musicals. I love all of that. So over at Hollywood Studios with the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, and I do sing along, um, but I, I, I really love that live on stage experience. It's so good. Now, have you done the the little sing-along that they alternate in the France Pavilion? Yeah. had never done this until the last oh, time, and it was cute. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. The sing-along is really, I mean, yeah, you're going to sing. I mean, you're going to sing in the sing-along in Epcot. You're going to sing at Beauty and the Beast Live at Hollywood Studios. Like, you're going to, because those are movies that, not to call our ages out, but we grew up with yes (laughs) with beauty and the beast it's like a major piece of our disney history probably but those songs are iconic and so those are really great ways to experience it yeah i do like the sing-along in epcot it's air-conditioned as well it's a small theater though small theater Um, Mm a lot of people wait and it they i believe they now i think it alternates between the Oh my gosh, I can't even think of the name of it, what it is. It's like the the journey through France or whatever. But oh, they yeah. alternate the show times between the two. Yeah. So you have to catch it at the right time. But it's a great midday thing too. Mm-hmm. And it just shows how much Disney, you know, how much Beauty and the Beast is like mm-hmm. such an important part of Disney because they have so many experiences with it and throughout shows and, and attractions and meet and greets and things like that. You know, it wasn't until we were putting this podcast together that I realized how heavy it was on Beauty and the Beast. I feel like everybody thinks like Cinderella, Cinderella. And then, you know, Beauty and the Beast kept popping up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that seems to be the clear winner. And we just, we just came back from the parks and it was funny. My daughter was like, where else can we meet Cinderella? I was like, shoot, that was it. (laughs) We left left Magic Kingdom and we're not going back. So that's over. I will say the the Beauty and the Beast sing-along in, in the France Pavilion and Epcot, that is a small venue. The Beauty and the Beast live on stage, that's a large venue. And it is outside, but I do feel like it's pretty covered. Like you're not going to get hammered with the sun in there. Um, but that's a pretty large venue. I would definitely call it a people eater. So like, you know, lots of people can fit in there at one time. Um, but definitely worth checking out and adding to your itinerary. Now, in the thought of sing-alongs, one of my favorite, and I don't think I've, I think I've done it like one time with my kids, but I make a point to do it even when I go on solo trips, is the first time in Forever Frozen Mm -hmm. sing-along celebration at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Now, this has something for everyone. Like, even the the daddiest dad joke of your group 
it's hilarious and there's so many things that are like aimed for adults that kids yeah. would never get yeah um you get your characters you have the most amazing like guides throughout the story of the first frozen mm-hmm. um I haven't actually I haven't been back in since the second Frozen movie so I don't know if it's changed since then but um it, they're just funny it's such a cool experience there's Snoop mm-hmm. the yeah. end it's air conditioned um, we will yes, mention all this conditioning I, I don't want you guys to judge me um but this is my favorite spot to nap in Hollywood studios because so I know my family is going to be entertained yeah. because you're right like it is hilarious yeah. and I enjoy all of that. But also if I need a place to rest, I know someone is entertaining my kids in their yeah. seats for like 20 minutes and the air conditioning is great. <laughs> my eyes just slowly, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's good. I'm not saying it's not a good show. It's yeah. just my favorite spot to take a nap in Hollywood. Yeah. So nice. What about the festival of fantasy parade? What about that? I love that one. I love that parade. I could watch it fifteen times. I love that parade. I go for Rapunzel every time. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time. I love that float. That is hands down my favorite. So Mm -hmm. good. But lots of great princesses. Again, Belle (laughs) and the Beast. I mean, really, it should be Belle's castle. Like we have the Beast castle, but so good. Yeah, Bell kicks it off. And again, like if Epcot's not in your plans, you can see Anna and Elsa. Again, yeah. no no meet and greet, but they do yeah. appear in this parade. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Ariel up on her clamshell. Yeah. Uh, playing, you know, she has her little hopper in hand. And- mm-hmm. I feel great. like if I had to be a princess, that's the one I'd want to be. Like she, yeah. the, her meet and greets, like it's the, it's the least amount of effort. Like. Yeah. She's got good stories and she's definitely under the sea, but she's always getting to sit down, which is kind of nice. It's a great parade. People should definitely work it into their itinerary. You know, what I like too is for anyone who's using Genie Plus, if you want to do the parade and it's a priority, you can actually use um, a Genie Plus or Lightning Lane experience for the Festival of Fantasy and then you have preferred seating. Um, maybe it's just me, but I feel like when you do have that, the characters mm-hmm. know where you are and yeah. they tend to sort of point out, you know, or pay attention to the people in that section. So that's nice too. Yeah. Um, you know, because while some of them are up in floats, like there's no way to get Ariel with her fins to the floor during the parade. Um, you know, the dwarfs are walking around and Snow White is walking around. So it's, you know, it is nice to sort of see those characters eye level as they're passing through. So I do like using, you know, if it's not being used for something else, I like that preferred seating area. Mm-hmm. for the parade. Absolutely. Now, what is a princess day ladies without a princess makeover? Mm-hmm. Like, are you not just picturing princess diaries right now? Yes. <laughs> went from this to this yeah. from a princess. Um, Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. You know, we've talked about that in previous episodes. Um, it's a very cool magical extra. Um, it is an additional cost. It's not one of the complimentary items, but it is something really fun. What I love about it is they have packages ranging in all different experience levels. Um so if you want to do something really simple and easy and get a sash and your hair done and things like that, all the way up to a full photo session with the globe mm-hmm. um, and the dresses and things. But it's 
I think I've said before, it's my favorite thing to gift people the first time they go to Disney. I love doing it for my twin nieces. Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool way to kind of make your little one feel like a perfect princess or prince. Yeah, I do night packages as well Mm -hmm. um, throughout the day as well. So it just kind of sprinkles an extra little bit of pixie dust on their day too. So I feel like a lot of families will consider doing a Bippity-Boppity Boutique before they do Cinderella's Royal Table. Because uh, you want to be able to go in there as a knight, as a princess, all dressed up. And so planning your day to where you do that before that really special dining reservation um, can be advantageous. Because Cinderella's Royal Table is an amazing experience inside Cinderella's castle with multiple princesses. It's a beautiful venue. And if you haven't had the opportunity to do it yet, it's definitely something to consider. I used to love this one and I still do like I think it's so cool I what one of my favorite things there is I love seeing I've seen a lot of proposals there oh where they'll bring out the glass slipper which yeah. is really cute I think like almost every single time we've been there we've seen somebody doing it because we always like try and eat around firework time if we yeah. have multiple magic kingdom days um and it was like the must do when our kids were little um so that one's always fun but I do love be our guest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a princess meet and greet. The, the beast does walk around, but I feel like if it's something where you're looking for a different kind of menu or a different experience, it's a really cool one to, to do for um, dinner. I like that one a lot. That's always my favorite time to go. And I, I see lots of kids dressed up in their little dresses and things like that. So right. I, I was going to say, I appreciate the ambiance. I totally oh, yeah. get, you know, being inside the castle at Cinderella's, that's, that's a big thing. But when you walk into that enchanted ballroom inside mm. VR Guest, yeah. or you sneak over to the West Wing and you see all the tattered curtains and the rose inside of the glass, uh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, question for you ladies, how do you pronounce the princess meal at Epcot? <laughs> um, over the years i've changed it how do you I'm gonna do it? we were just there it's akroshush okay okay i just learned that the end honestly yesterday i was watching something on instagram and i was like wow that's not how i've been pronouncing yeah. it i think i've said ocker house yeah. for all these years and oh, we have always said akershus which is absolutely wrong <laughs> um, we ask i ask the wait staff every time i go in fact we were just there I want to say days ago. Um, and we asked them again. And you that was it. Again. I love, it's Akershush. I mean, they say it with a much I'll fancier. I'll never say it right, but okay. I won't either. Uh, I know, just like to call it the princess dining. Uh, <laughs> but regardless of how you say it, it's a very cool uh, character princess yeah. breakfast where, yeah. again, you're meeting a good handful of princesses. Yeah. The food is delicious. Mm-hmm. Breakfast is definitely more Americanized. Yeah. So it's going to be not quite off, you know, off the wall Norwegian food as what lunch and dinner uh, would be. But yeah, lunch is, uh, breakfast is definitely something to consider if you have some picky eaters. And it's great for a pre, uh, pre-world pre showcase opening breakfast. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We, um, my kids are terrible eaters, as I have discussed, I think, in every episode. So we just went there for breakfast because I knew that that was the only way they were going to eat anything. And so you have Norwegian waffles, which are in the shape of hearts. Um, If you haven't been, there's like three heart waffles connected to each other. 
And so we asked the waiter about it. And so I honestly thought that it was just because it was princess theming. And so hearts were cute. And they're like, no, every waffle maker in Norway is in this shape, is in the shape of a heart. So that's why. So my son, of course, is like, so would you call this a Norwegian waffle? And he's like, yes. He's like, well, now I eat Norwegian food. (laughs) It's still a waffle. But my, you know, if you go and you talk to them, you know, because all of the, all of the servers there are from Norway. So mm-hmm. we love to ask them, like, is this authentic? Is this what you do? Is this what the meals look like? Um, and they're so happy to tell you about their customs too. It's so lovely. Um, so that was, so that was something that I thought was neat that I learned from this is that the reason that waffles are heart-shaped is because that is what every waffle making iron Norway looks like. That's awesome. Hey, which princesses were rotating through when you were there? So we had Belle, Aurora, Tiana, Ariel, and Snow White. It's a great variety. Yeah, yeah so that, was the first time, that was the first time we've ever seen Tiana mm-hmm. at a princess dining. Yep. So that was so that was neat. That's excellent. I'm still holding out hope that they bring back the is it the happily ever after breakfast at on the boardwalk? I'm trying to remember. I, I went to it oh, years ago. Bon voyage breakfast. Bon voyage. That's it. With oh, yeah. Rapunzel and Flynn Flynn and Ariel and Eric. Yeah. Yeah. That was I a cool one. I loved that. That was so fun. I like Flynn Rider though. So maybe that's the problem. But I love Oh, Flynn. he was cute. Mm-hmm. He was super cute. You could always um, ask Flynn what was in his satchel. And they would show you. They would show you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So any Disney execs listening. Let's bring, bring that one back, back, friends. That was a great one. It was a little hidden gem. Yeah. Also, the food was the food is phenomenal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally off topic. Like if you're looking for like a solid breakfast, Trattoria Al Forno at the Boardwalk mm-hmm. is just very good. A solid meal. Yeah. So my friend experience. Amy and I ate there um, in January. We went. We were like, you know, we need breakfast. Let's go find breakfast somewhere. And we were really impressed. It was delicious. Very good breakfast. No characters, but good breakfast. Yep. Now, another one is the Artist Point. So this is a great place to do the storybook dining Mm -hmm. over at Wilderness Lodge. And it was one that honestly, like I've done, but I didn't even think about until we were putting together the list. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's Snow White, um, Dopey and Grumpy and the The Evil Evil Queen. Queen. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love this one. It's the most beautiful restaurant. Like you're literally in the forest. All the trees are above you. Like whoever designed that, it's incredible. Um, But I love the theming of the food. Out of all of them, I think that one has the most like fairy tale theming of the prefix. It does a great job of storytelling for sure. And um, I mean, to the point where my daughter ordered the transformation potion and um, they're like, just so you know, it was made by the queen herself. And my daughter like, (laughs) literally paused and she's like no it's not poison just drink the potion (laughs) and i love the little um the hearts at the end yeah chocolate hearts in the caramel corn that that like the whole presentation of it yeah even the menu is like looks like a storybook when you get it and Mm -hmm. i've i've done that one with chris just one time we went without our kids and it was like, we both had such a good meal and enjoyed it. And he's like, this is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. The food is phenomenal. And I also love that you have to be summons to meet mm-hmm. the evil queen. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, I, I always like to remind people, ours was not as evil as we've had in the past. This one was much more vain, which mm. I appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do warn, I do warn friends and family that go like, just so you know, like, evil queen is not going to warm up to your kids, not going to hug her, not going to smile in mm -hmm. your photos, but she's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, for the adults, we could hop over to Enchanted Rose and have another Beauty and the Beast experience. Right? Enchanted they know who they're marketing to. Oh, Enchanted Rose is over at the Grand Floridian Resort. It's a really exquisitely themed bar area with beautiful drinks, um, some little tapa type um, snacks that you can also get there. It's it's a really cool place to go. Even if you have dinner at like Citricos or something and you want something before, Enchanted Rose is definitely a great place to sit. You know, speaking of resorts, I don't want to leave out the Royal guest rooms at Port Orleans oh, Riverside. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you really want to treat your young ones as royalty, yeah, those rooms with the, you know, the headboards that light up the magic carpet rugs, the princess portraits on the wall, everything is so regal and so Royal that when you go back to your room after a day at the parks, you still feel like you're royalty. Mm -hmm. I have the best video of Cora. She had just turned three and we stayed in the Royal guest rooms. And when she walked in, it was like, we had, we were staying at the Waldorf. Like she was just like, this is amazing. I love this place. The headboards that light up, she was pushing the button. I have a full video of her exploring the room. And that's what I send to people when they're like, oh, I'm thinking about staying in the Royal. I'm like, well, check this video out of a, my three-year-old exploring the room because it is a really beautiful place for your princess lover. And you can take the horse-drawn carriage rides. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can eat, sleep, dress, and dream like a princess for sure. I mean, there's, if you can, if you can dream it, you can do it at, at Walt Disney World for sure when it comes to princesses. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, Renee, I know you touched on this, but before we go, like, I, I just really want to point out, like, it's not just for the girls. Oh, yeah. When I tell, you know, when I tell you any family I've talked to that's like, my son will hate this. And I was like, the second a princess comes up to him and starts flirting, you just let me know how quickly his cheeks turn red. I love it. Mm -hmm. And they'll be enamored because mm -hmm. they are. Yep. So it's, it really is for everyone. It's an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. yep. Definitely classic Disney. Like you, you get all those feelings and you can kind of see how it's evolved over the years, which I love. And, you know, as we, and usher in more attractions with, uh, the Splash Mountain renovation that's going to be all themed after Tiana. She's going to have her own ride too. So it's yep. exciting to see all the things that are coming and Journey into Water and, and Mirabelle's coming. Yes. Mm -hmm. All the new, new school princesses for us old school folks. That's right. All right. And with that, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the My Mickey podcast. We hope that we made you feel like a princess today and have prepared you for your next royal visit to Walt Disney World. Remember, if you're planning a trip to Disney or beyond, don't forget that the team of dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel are here to help. Our experts will make sure that your trip is filled with unforgettable memories. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you real soon.